I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Well, hi, hello, and welcome into this edition of Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, as always, joined by Madeline Adams. Thanks so much for joining us for tonight's show. And on tonight's show, we'll look at the Cajun basketball program that's off to a very fast start in conference play. We'll hear from head coach Bob Marlin and some of the players about this great start and the Louisiana women's basketball program had to cancel a couple of games. We'll hear from coach Gary Broadhead about the Cajuns program. In addition to that, I had a chance to sit down with coach Michael Desimo of the Cajun football program to talk about that new era of Cajun football and we'll check in on the new coaches that will grace the sideline for Coach Des in 2022. But first things first, let's talk some hoops. <laughs> it's been a quick start to conference play for the Cajuns with three straight wins heading into the weekend and what a performance during the week uh, against Arkansas State. It was the play of a host of Cajuns that ensured a victory. Five players scored in double figures. Redshirt freshman Kobe Julian led Louisiana's offensive firepower with 20 points, added three boards. It was Julian's second 20-point uh, game this season and his third of his career. Junior forward Theo Akuba totaled 16 points, 15 rebounds on the night, the second time in his career that he, had, that he has tallied 15 or more points and 15 or more rebounds. Senior forward Duguay posted the 10th double-double of his career with 13 points, 11 boards. Trajan Wesley added 12 points and Louisiana earns the nice win. Now coach Bob Marlin talked after the game, proud of the effort from this team. Team win. That's, that was in the huddle right at the end of the game when the guys last huddle and the guys were like team win, you know, and that's what we talked about in the locker room. Everybody stepped up, almost everybody scored. Uh, you know, Greg Williams came in and I thought played great defense. We had some good block shots. We've been knowing this and like just the way we fought through the uh, earlier in the season with those back-to-back -back losses. Um, and now we are on a winning streak. It shows like how tough we really are. Throughout the game, we had different people step up and, you know, just picking each of my teammates up play by play. One moment is Theo, one moment is Kobe. As long as the next man is just ready to step up, that's, that's all that, that's what the team effort is, really. All right, still to come on Inside Cajun Nation, we're going to check in on the women's basketball program as they have to deal with that thing called COVID. And we'll tell you about the new hires for the Raging Cajuns football program. All of that and more ahead on tonight's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Stay with us. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to the show, George, Madeline, and you. Thanks so much for sticking around for Inside Cajun Nation. It's been a rough week for the Raging Cajun women's basketball program. They had to cancel two games due to COVID. On Monday, it was announced that the team's contest on Saturday at Little Rock was canceled due to COVID-19 concerns within the Trojans program. Before that, it was the game with Arkansas State getting canceled last year. A total of nine games on the schedule were either canceled or postponed due to COVID protocols, often within opponents' programs. The Sun Belt announced a new COVID-19 policy for the league with a minimum threshold of seven student athletes plus one coach required to play. Since Louisiana does not meet that threshold, 
The new policy of games being canceled and not rescheduled has been invoked. Louisiana's next scheduled game is Thursday, January 13th, when the Cajuns host Troy in a rematch of the 2021 Sunbelt Conference Championship game. Before the games were canceled, UL head coach Gary Broadhead reflected on adjusting to the schedule changing. It's going to be tough. You know, you just got to be ready to adjust. I mean, we did it last year. There was a lot of times where it was always the other team, and we just kind of adjust to it. And, you know, you try to do your best to, to kind of keep it out. I think it's just so contagious this year that it's going to be a little tougher, you know. The important thing is keeping the student-athlete uh, safe, and I think that's what uh, our, our – I know that's what University of Louisiana does. All right, what a week it's been for Louisiana head football coach Michael Desimo. He's hired six new head co new coaches, that is, as uh, he gets uh, you know his staff in place for the 2022 season. Yeah, and many of these new coaches, George, feel quite familiar with the Raging Cajuns program. Each has some connection to Louisiana, but all have had experience in other places as well. And it starts with former Louisiana assistant coach Jorge Munoz. He's back and now in Vermilion and White as he's named the team's associate head coach and will also coach tight ends. He spent 10 seasons with UL, then went to LSU and Baylor as an offensive coach. The other big hire, defensive coordinator, and that position goes to former Raging Cajuns player and assistant coach Lamar Morgan. Morgan will also coach the team's safeties. He was a standout safety himself for the Raging Cajuns from 2003 to 2007. He returns to Lafayette after spending the 2021 campaign as the cornerbacks coach at Vanderbilt. Morgan coached two of the top Vanderbilt tacklers, Vanderbilt's top five tacklers during the 2021 season in Jalen Mahoney and Gabe Judy. Mahoney ranked third on the team with 53 tackles, two sacks and two interceptions, while Judy ranked fifth with 50 tackles and one pick. All right, here's a look at some of the other hires Coach Des made this past week. We told you about Lamar and Jorge. The others include Connor Neighbors. He's the Director of Strength and Conditioning. That's quite an important position in this day and age of college athletics. Absolutely. Bryant Ross is the new Assistant Offensive Line Coach and Matt Bajeron the new Running Backs Coach. One thing is for certain, Coach Des is working to keep the culture in the Louisiana football program. That's right. And look, it's been a challenge, no doubt. There's been a lot of uh, talk about transfer portals and coaches leaving and players leaving. And it's definitely something uh, to when you're trying to hold on to what you have and mm -hmm. improve what you have. And I think Coach Des is doing a good job of kind of stabling the ship, so yeah, to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's been news this week uh, about the transfer portal and reports that Montrell Johnson and Imani Bailey just recently uh, adding their names to the transfer portal as, as that was kind of floating around social right, media. Right, right. Yeah, a lot of what's important with these coaches is that they do know Louisiana and even more so they know this Raging Cajuns program, a lot of these coaches. So, you know, it's, it's like you mentioned, it's really important to Coach Des, obviously, that he wants to continue the culture that's kind of been built over these years. And obviously you have to do that with guys who know how that culture has been built over time. So really excited to see. I know Coach Des, uh, when he talked with you, is, is, you know, was really excited about announcing the hire. So yeah. now he's finally announced some of them. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the staff that takes the field in 2022. Yeah, and, and, and the funny thing is, you know, people are, you know, oh, my uh, – Coach Napier is poaching the staff and, stuff, and, the, and the players. Every, 
it's going to be all right. That, yeah. I, I think people need to realize they're they're going to have players to yeah. play. It's that's their job is they're going to go out and get players. And some of those guys, it was kind of kind of. I'm like, all right, you're going to the transfer portal. Interesting because. Uh, if you're thinking you're going to the SEC, good luck. I, ho I hope you – best of luck to you, but I don't know if that's going to work out for you. Well, like you mentioned, that they will be okay. And I think the biggest evidence of that was the seamless transition, it seemed like, uh, with the bowl game. Coach Dez had two weeks or two or three weeks to prepare for a bowl game and for early signing day. And the play calling of the bowl game, just in my opinion, was fantastic. Yeah. So to kind of see that sneak peek into 2022, I think he called it a dress rehearsal. Uh, you know, that's that's encouraging to see what he was able to do, even on a limited kind of time preparation. Uh, the transition, his play calling, it seems like it's, you know, it was an easy transition. So a lot to look forward to in uh, the 2022 campaign. It'll be here before we know it. I know we always say that, but it's like, you know, now it's, it we're really in basketball season. <laughs> yeah. Then it's going to be baseball and softball season. And then the summer is so it short. Goes fast. It yeah, goes fast. Yeah, well, spring football will definitely be here before we know it. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be something to look no, forward to. No doubt about it. Look, coming up, I'll, I'll chat with uh, Coach Mike Desimo. Uh, we talked about everything. He 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 talked a little. We filmed this uh, a couple of days ago or weeks ago, mm -hmm. and so uh, he he didn't have his staff in place. But we already told you about the staff, so uh, th that question is going to come up. But then we'll talk about the culture and and keeping the culture. That's coming up when we return right here on Inside Cajun Nation. Welcome back inside the Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust, and honored to be joined by the head football coach of the Raging Cajuns, Mike Desimo. Coach, talk a little bit about the excitement level that the that the program's feeling, obviously, after a New Orleans Bowl win as we jump right into it here. Uh, a big win, your first win as a college coach. Just the excitement level for you to be able to get something like, like that accomplished. Man, you know, it was just, it was such a, a great feeling in the season that way, you know, um, to be a part of something that's never been done here before. You know, anytime you get to be a part of something special like that, it just, the, the excitement and just the energy that it carries over the next year is just always really special. And, um, you know, that was certainly, the New Orleans Bowl was the exclamation point for us. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, oh, New Orleans Bowl again, but it's, it had been a while. And the, for me, it, it, it just kind of seems like it's a perfect, you know, little trip for everybody to be able to get out there and, you know, watch a, watch a Cajun team fit, put the finishing touches on what a phenomenal year it was. You know, the New Orleans Bowl has been really good to us. You know, um, we played there in 16, which was my first year coaching, and I know the fan base had kind of gotten a little bit tired of it a little bit, you know. Um, then we played in Orlando in the Cure Bowl. Then we played in Mobile in the Lane Tree Bowl, and then last year we played in Dallas in the First Responder Bowl, and it, um, all those bowls are really, really good in their own, in their own way, you know, you know, respect, we, it's a great honor to get to go to a bowl game, but the New Orleans Bowl is just such an easy trip for, for our fans. Um, they do a really good job with our players. They did a great job setting them up, having them in there. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to do in New Orleans, and, uh, you know, and then you play on Saturday night, which to me, that always helps, you know, one year we play on, a, I think, a Monday night and it's the end of the weekend, right after the holidays, you know, it, it just, it, the New Orleans Bowl is just a really good setup for us yeah. and our kids were really excited to get to play in it. Uh, when we announced it, they were, they were fired up about it. 
and it turns out that you know a perfect uh, perfect ending because you got the win, and now you have something to build on. And, and uh, I always was excited for uh, the Cajuns to get a bowl game because it meant you know hey that gives you extra time to practice, kind of extra time to get acquainted. And this is uh, Dr. Maggard uh, talked about it uh, when you got introduced as the head coach uh, about how uh, you know having that that little time. It's a unique situation that you actually got to coach a game and you didn't have to wait, you know, what, eight months right. to get a game to coach. I mean, did that? Did you feel like that helped you out? Well, or yeah. Do you think it will? Yeah, I, I do. I think it will. You know, it's kind of like you got a dress rehearsal. Uh, you know, all the pieces weren't in place because we had some, some coaches and really some players that were out for that. But it, it, was, it was a good dress rehearsal for us to get to go out there and go do it. And, you know, it was, it was something that, you know, I was excited about, you know, I was the interim coach in, in 2017, and that was a totally different deal. Um, you know, we were just trying to keep our head above water and try to figure out which way we we're going to go. So this was a, a really good experience for us, great experience for me, um, first time getting to do it. And, and like I said, you know, the players and the coaches and the staff, they, they just made it really easy to go out there and, and and just worry about going coach the game. I like what you said in post game about the Gatorade bath. You're like. That's not. That's. The, it looks cool on TV, probably, but it it doesn't feel good, right? No, it's it's uh it's it's pretty uncomfortable feeling, you know. Uh, it's cold, first of all, right when you get it, and then after, then you, and you you're pretty sticky uh everywhere, you know. So you're right. you're ready to hit the showers after that. Absolutely. You know, it's funny when I when I worked at, at the University of Mississippi, David Cutcliffe was the head coach, and he was sick. And Ole Miss went to the uh, Independence Bowl, and they won. And, and they, all the players knew he was sick. So instead of uh, pouring Gatorade on him, they put they filled cups, plastic, you know, those little cups, and they poured the cups on him. So you know, it's kind of funny, but that's it, pretty good. Different, different. Uh, you know, you adapt when you. Right. It, but uh, anyway, so uh, obviously, uh, speaking about uh, just kind of. Uh, moving forward you still have a coaching staff to kind of put together how is that coming along and are you making any progress with regards to that yeah it's going really good you know so we've got you know five spots in total as far as full-time positions go including strength coach um and you know i feel i feel really good i feel like four of those spots are, are all but pretty much you know done um there's another one where you know guys got a lot of stuff going on you know a lot of decisions to make which is good uh, so it's going really well. You know, we, we can't announce any of those yet, but I uh, feel really good about it. I'm excited about the people that we're going to get to bring back in here. Uh, you know, I, I just people that understand South Louisiana culture, people that understand what we're trying to do here, and they understand the way that, that you have to treat the kids and the way that you have to do things to be successful. So I, I'm really excited about the way it's coming together. I can't wait to announce it, um, you know, but, you know, you got to do it the right way with, with all the things that go into it. So. Sure. You know, but uh, I'm thrilled about it. I think it's going to be a really good thing. That, that that's good to know. And obviously, co coaches are, are the ones responsible for getting the kids into school here. You know all about recruiting and how that goes. And you just finished up the early recruiting, early signing period. Uh, pleased with the way that worked out. I mean, this is the first one, and you kind of were thrown in there. So, uh, you know, how, how did that? experience go for you yeah you know it was it was a little bit of a whirlwind I'm not gonna lie to you from <laughs> from Sunday uh shoot I think it was like noon or something like that when we announced it to the team we had a staff meeting right after that for about 30 minutes and 
and to an hour and try to figure out exactly how we're going to go about recruiting this next week. And, uh, you know, we got in there, we kind of hammered it out, we got on the road, and we were all in different places all week, you know. And so we were in contact, obviously, every night and, and all, everything. But uh, we signed eight really good players, um, some guys that we're really, really excited about bringing into the culture. And, uh, you know, most of them we've recruited, you know, the whole the whole signing period, you know, the whole this whole recruiting period, uh, this whole cycle. I'm sorry, we recruited most of them the whole time. But there's a couple of them that, you know, throughout the year we kind of been watching and and kind of we were on the outside with some of them. Some of them we were kind of, you know, trying to figure it out and trying to get more information, making sure it's the right type of person, right, not just a good player. And then everything kind of just started coming together a little bit. And, uh, you know, we feel like we put together a really good group in this early signing period. Uh, we don't have a whole lot of spots left, you know, and that's that's always a little bit fluid, uh, you know, right. in today's game right. with, with for a lot of reasons. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't anticipate having to sign a whole bunch in the second signing period. But there's some good ones that are still out there. There's some guys that, that we've been we've been recruiting for a long time. We have good relationships with that we feel like, you know, we'll go the, we'll go the distance with them and try to get them. Yeah. Uh, when you look at the quarterback situation, obviously one of those guys uh, that you guys were able to get a, get a hold of was uh, the kid from Madison Prep, Zion right. Chris. Uh, excited about what he can do, and 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 the quarterback rooms. Uh, I know you got Chandler. Yeah, I, I don't know who else is coming back. If anybody's going to leave, or, but it, it seems like there's some experience there and some new young talent coming in too. It, it's going to be fun. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you you've got, you know, Chandler and Ben Woolridge. <laughs> all year they've kind of battled for that backup spot all year and those guys have done a, a phenomenal job you know I think what gave us the ability to let Levi <clears throat> use his legs and play the way he did at the end of the year was we felt so strongly about the the progress that the the guys behind him had made um, so you know those guys battled out all year did a really good job and then you know you got a bunch of other young guys in that room that you can see a lot of potential and some promise in and then obviously you know Zeon you know, to ask if you're excited, there's no doubt. I mean, you know, a lot of people here in Lafayette got to see him firsthand. I know they played St. Thomas Moore over here, and, right. and Coach Leger and I got a bunch of texts and calls about him in that game. Um, but he's an exciting player to watch. Um, very, very mature, um, you know, kind of very stoic, you know, just kind of listens, takes it in. Um, he's got a really good poise about him. So I think he's, he's the kind of guy that, that's going to come in here, and he'll fit in that room really well, and he'll compete well. Um, Coach Napier set this program up for success. Obviously, there's a winning culture that 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 he's he's kind of brought in, and and you're looking to continue. And, and so I, I was curious, two things. Uh, did you what, what kind of do you take from Coach Napier and and move forward with? And then what do you are there some things that you're looking to implement on your own that as a high school coach maybe you learned, and now as an assistant, and now now taking over a program. Well, I, I think the thing that Coach Napier really did was he came in here and he opened not only my eyes, but a lot of our eyes to how things could be done here. Um, you know, when he's been to some other places and I was able to benefit from his experiences at other places to say, there's not one way to do it. There's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. And the, the process that we've used here, right, the blueprint that we've used from, from January all the way through training camp and into the season, and, and really it even adjust throughout the season. Some of that he's altered as he's been here, but the blueprint and the way that we do it is something that I believe in. And I believe that, you know, the work is kind of what, the work comes way before the results. You know, the, the work is done long before you ever see wins and losses and things like that. And, 
you know, even in that first year in 2018, you know, where we finished seven and five in the regular season, the work that we put in was building for something more. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily the win-loss total we wanted, but we could tell that we were on to something. And I think, you know, what we have to continue to do is continue to use those processes and that plan. Um, but, you know, you have to do it in your own way. And, and I don't think necessarily that there's any one thing that I would sit here and say, oh, we're not doing that. Or it's, I just have to do it in my own way, you know, with my own personality on it. You know, and he and I, um, we see eye to eye on most everything and the way things should be done. But obviously, you know, we're different personalities, different people. So I, I've got to do it kind of in the way that I see, you know, fits us best. Good stuff. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back, talk a little more with uh, head coach Mike Desimo here on Inside Cajun Nation. We're back in a moment. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation as we wrap things up with head coach Mike Desimo. And coach, thanks for the time. I really do appreciate you sticking, sticking around and, and chatting with us. Uh, obviously, getting the job is a big deal. Um, continuing the winning culture is something that uh, obviously you're working on doing, right? You know, that's the thing that we kind of said the whole time was that, you know, there are a lot of really good things in place. And I think the purpose of, uh, you know, the reason I wanted this job was because I believe in the way that we do it. And the goal is always to advance and improve, right? You know, you never want to stay the same. You certainly never want to go backwards. So, you know, I believe in continuity. Um, and I've seen that over the years, you know, as a high school coach, as a player, um, the places that have continuity, you know, amongst the, the coaching staffs, but the way that they do things, the, the way it's organized, the results kind of stack up and they continue to build on each other. And I think the continuity that we've had here in the last four years has been huge for us. And, you know, a lot of those things that are in place are things that we absolutely need to continue to do from the way that we practice, the way it's set up, um, you know, our, our weight room set up and the way that our strength coaches attack the weight room, um, you know, the off-season strength and conditioning program, you know, that's year round. I mean, all those things are things that I truly believe in. And for us, it's going to be, can we continue to improve on those processes to try to get a little bit better at everything that we do? And in the end, it, it, it adds up. Yeah, good stuff. So final question for you as we wrap things up with uh, UL head football coach Mike Desimo. Coach, uh, I'm a uniform guy. I told you that. Uh, any idea changes on the uniform issue? Uh, like, are you going to get uh, kind of fancy with it? Or what, what, are there any plans in the works to, you know, have different helmets or anything like that? The uniforms have been the last thing on my mind uh, since we got this. But, uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I like the traditional look that we've gone with. Um, to me, the thing I do like, I like some of the helmet designs and things that we've done kind of in the past, you know, with some of those things. So, so we'll, we'll see if we can kind of figure something out. But, man, I, I really I like the, the traditional design we have. I love the alternate black that we have. Mm -hmm. I think that's a, that's a cool deal. It, it's kind of special for our guys. Whenever they know we're going to wear those all-black uniforms, they – they, they like that too. So, uh, you know, I think we'll probably, probably, we might do a little something, but, uh, you know, I, we, we got bigger fish to fry. I, I understand. <laughs> I, I get that. I, I, I know. I just, I love the way uniforms come out. Like, uh, you know, I'm an Ole Miss guy. We talked about it before, but Ole Miss is wearing some uh, uh, unique uniforms, uh, uh, you know, with Lane Kiffin there. So, uh, just to see the changes, it's all cool. It's a, Coach, thanks, thanks so much for your time. Really do appreciate you. And uh, we look forward to doing this again. Thank you, George. Appreciate it. All right, that's going to do it for Inside Cajun Nation this week. We hope to see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.